Welcome back to the Golf Club, another exciting edition sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. And it's always a pleasure when I have a chance to talk to the great writer from ESPN.com, Bob Herrick. Bob, how are you? Doing well, thanks. How's it going? You know, Bob, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. It's an exciting time of year, college football, NFL, and we've got uh, baseball playoffs. Um, but, you know, uh, let's, let's go back a couple weeks, Bob. I haven't talked to you um, since the Ryder Cup, the, you know, the demolishing of the European team. Uh, was done, and um, I'm just curious, what was your takeaway? Because we all knew going in, Bob, and we talked about this beforehand, that, like, you know, the USA is stacked. I mean, that team is really good. But, I mean, it went as planned. I mean, Steve Stricker did a great job, and they just dominated from start to finish. They did, and I and I have to say that was a surprise to me. I mean, as strong as the team was and <clears throat> home course advantage and all these things, you just don't expect that. The, the Ryder Cup has been a little lopsided the last four times, uh, but still, for the U.S., it usually has been a nail-biter. They never make things easy on themselves. And as you said, everything went to plan. Everything went right. The, the pairings were good. The team matchups were good. They have a young, hungry team that hadn't experienced a lot of Ryder Cup losing. I think that's pretty important. And I think, you know, the biggest takeaway is you have a core of players on that U.S. side, six to eight guys, that are going to be around for a while. You know, you've got uh, JT and Morikawa and uh, Shoffley and Cantlay uh, and uh, Jordan Spieth. You know, Scotty Scheffler uh, obviously played great. Uh, you know, you've got some Daniel Berger, and, and, I, and I haven't even said Kepka and DeChambeau. You know, so you've got five to eight, nine guys there. And, you know, look, it's inevitable. Somebody's going to fall out of form. And, but there might be some other guys who come into form. You know, Ricky Fowler wasn't on this team. Neither was Patrick Reed. So it doesn't mean they're going to win uh, going forward, but I think it sets them up nicely, you know, to, to be competitive for a long while. And now the next big goal and um, is – they got to win one on the road. It'll be 30 years. They haven't won on the road in 30 years. In, in, in 2023, it'll be 30 years. And, you know, that's where maybe it would have been a little bit better if they didn't win so big. You know, maybe just be a little bit more humble because I don't care who's on that side on Europe in, in two years. It's going to be a struggle. Uh, yeah, and, and you mentioned humble, and I, I have a couple questions for you on that. Um uh, Justin Thomas, Daniel Berger, I think before one of the round, the, uh, round started on Saturday were shotgunning a bear. And I know a lot of analysts were unhappy with it. Some of the European players weren't happy with it. Uh, was that important? Was that poor sportsmanship? Was that, was that in bad taste for those two guys to do that? Yeah, that's a hard one. They weren't going to be playing, um, you know, in the afternoon, obviously they had, had played in the morning. The U.S. was in pretty good shape, but still not decided by any means. You know, if Europe had gone out and swept that afternoon session, or even three to one, it would have been ten to six going into the final day, in which we know Europe came back from that. So if they sweep it, it's nine to seven. It's ball game on. You know, so I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm sort of loath to criticize too much. I mean, we. We want these guys to have fun and express themselves, and the, the Ryder Cup atmosphere sort of brings that on. But I certainly understand if people 
didn't like it. Um, I think there would have been, I think there's maybe a way that they could have been having fun with the crowd and not done that. You know, maybe that was a step too far is I guess the best way to put it. Uh, I don't think it's bad sportsmanship. Um, you know, it was after the groups were already off the first tee and everything, but, uh, uh, I, I'm not sure that was a great idea, you know, in the, in the overall scheme of things. Bob, um, how much credit do you give Steve Stricker? Because, like, he had, like, a, I would almost, I wouldn't say go as far as, like, a dream team, but this team was stacked. Uh, the one thing he did do was I felt like the whole Bryson-Brooks thing, he kind of nipped that in the bud beforehand, and, you know, I think they went out to dinner, and then, you know, they hugged it out at the after the press conference, and it seemed like they got along, and uh, the whole, you know, camaraderie was great on that team, and, that's one thing that the USA always gets ripped for is that it's like, you know, they're just a bunch of individuals playing, and that did not seem the case uh, for this Ryder Cup. So how much credit do you give Steve Stricker? Well, I think there's a lot to that. Um, first of all, I give him a lot of credit, but, but you know, it's usually about the players. And in the years when the U.S. has lost and you want to blame the, the captain, you know, so many times it's just a matter of, if, if one match goes the other way, I mean, t- 2012 at Medina, you know, we can sit here and nitpick to death how they set up their singles matches on Sunday, you know, but the bottom line is, is if one more guy wins, Steve Stricker, for example, lost to Sergio that day, Jim Furyk, uh, no, Stricker didn't lose to, he, Stricker lost to Keimer, uh, Jim Furyk lost to Sergio. I mean, it's how much I remember it because, you know, Stricker lost, he was, or Furyk was one up with two to play and made two bogeys to lose one down. That one point changes it and they win. How is that Davis Love's fault? Right. You know, so that said, though, Stricker has been on a lot of these teams. He was on that losing team at Medina and he played terrible that week. He was Tiger's partner. He was a good partner of Tiger's in 2010. Um, he was on a President's Cup in 2013 that won. And then starting in 14, he's been an assistant or a captain on every U.S. team. Hmm. He was a President's Cup captain in 17. He saw Captain Berger play together there. He was a Tiger's assistant in 19. That's where um, uh, Cantlay and Shoffley were a really good forces team. He took all that in and wanted to get rid of the things he didn't like. And among the things he didn't like was just having an all-star team and throwing them together. He wanted good pairings, and he also wanted guys suited to the course. And so he killed two birds when he picked Scheffler there because Scheffler made a great partner for Bryson, and everybody wondered who that would be. And he also suited the course really well. You know, he's a long hitter, and that, you, you need guys who fit the course. I mean, in retrospect, in 2018, I don't know how you would have changed it, I don't know how he didn't take Tiger and Bryson that year, but they needed guys who could hit it in the fairway in, in France. You know, and Stricker learned from all those negatives. To your point about Bryson and, uh, and Brooks, it was brilliant. He wanted no part of that drama. He made sure he was going to defuse that. He got them together at the Tour Championship. He made a point to keep them away from each other in practice rounds. They weren't in the same groups. Um, there was some movement to have them play together. He shot it down. It would have just, it would have distracted, you know, and you're right. By the time it started, it was a non-issue. It just didn't matter. 
And so all those things added up. You know, he had he had some good pairings. He stuck to his plan. He, he had a, he had a good captain's choice in Scheffler. He kept the the Kepka to Shambo drama down. Uh, all that said, though, the guy still got to go play. And you know, for as much as as we talk about it being a rout, um, a lot of the matches, a good number of them got to the 16th hole. So I mean, yeah, okay. If you win, if you're if you're if it's over with after 16, you've won, you know, three and two or whatever, or, you know, three up or whatever. But that isn't like it's it's a uh, you know a route. You know, a route is five and four. You know, six and right. four. Um, and that didn't happen much, you know, so Europe did take them towards the end. There were a few matches that got to 18, uh, and, and, and the U S didn't win them all. And, and the ones they did, if they flip, you know, it's a lot closer. That's another key to the U S is, is winning the last hole or, or, or getting points when you're in position to on 18. It's such a big difference. If you're, if you're tied going to the 18th tee and lose, I mean, look, that's, that's, a, that's a whole – if you'd have won the hole, you, you, you win a point. You lose the hole, you lose a point. It's a huge swing. And the U.S. was much better about that. So I give Stricker a lot of credit, but it, to, by the same token, I'm not sitting here blaming Padraig Harrington for the Europe losing. You know, they got outplayed. They went up against a great team. Some of their best players didn't play very well. It's hard to blame that on him. Uh, before we get off the Ryder Cup, will, will Stricker be the, the captain in 2023 where they go some, look somewhere else? It doesn't look like it. I mean, he was asked that. And, you know, I mean, it wouldn't be the worst idea in the world. Uh, I'm not sure that he wants to do it any, again. I mean, there, there, is, a, there is a commitment. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's an assistant, you know, and so his expertise could be used. But he doesn't have to be out front and doing all the other stuff. Um, they, they sent a pretty big signal last year when they named Davis Love as the President's Cup captain for 2022. Everybody thought that was going to be Zach Johnson. And, you know, since, since 2014, when they formed that task force after Phil kind of went off on Tom Watson, right. um, you know, they've really kind of gone with this plan of, of we want to nurture captains and assistants through both the President's Cup and the Ryder Cup. In other words, they want these guys to have been involved in it a couple times, and then they want a former captain to be part of it. So they've got all levels of experience helping out. And so Zach has been sort of in the mix here lately. He was an assistant in Paris. He was assistant to Tiger. He was an assistant for this. Seemed a good time to let him come out as a captain at the President's Cup, and then he'd get a future Ryder Cup captaincy. But it looks like the fact that they put Davis in as the President's Cup captain means that, well, you, you can't do the thing two, two years in a row. So they must feel like they want Zach for the Ryder Cup in 2023, and that to me suggests that Tiger and Phil said no. Um, because Zach would have been the perfect President's Cup captain next year, have Tiger or Phil be an assistant again, and then that guy becomes the captain in 2023. But it seems like both of them would prefer to wait. Right. So you make Zach the Ryder Cup captain. That's how I think it's going to go. We'll probably know within a couple of months. You know, they usually name those guys in the early part of the of the following year. Uh, so um, you know, I, uh, I I I think that's fine. I think Zach will be great. 
there's a part of me that wonders if you need a bigger figure when you're going to try to win on the road for the first time in 30 years. But, um, you know, on the other hand, uh, maybe a little bit more of an understated guy is the way to go. And, uh, you know, if, he'll have plenty of firepower among players and they'll have, he'll have a lot of good assistance too. Uh, we're visiting with Bob Herrick from ESPN.com, golf writer, fantastic golf writer for ESPN here on the golf club. And Bob, uh, I was a little surprised to see that, uh, Justin Thomas is, uh, is no longer with, uh, Jimmy John, Jim Johnson. He's, he, he said it was a mutual decision that Jim Johnson actually approached him after the Ryder cup and that bones is now on his uh, bag. What do we make of that uh, whole situation? He did make a big point to say that his caddy, Jimmy Johnson, wasn't fired. And so I don't know what to make of that because if you're Jimmy Johnson, why would you want to leave Justin Thomas, who's a, who's an ATM? Yeah. You know? Right. Um, and from all indications, he was treated fine. You know, like it wasn't like there was like a bad relationship there. But look, there's a couple of things you can read into this. It's possible that Jimmy Johnson wants to slow down. He's, he's in his 60s. He's been caddying for darn near 40 years. Now, he goes way back all the way to, like, Nick Price, you know, and uh, he, cad- he caddied for Steve Stricker for a long time. Mm. So uh, it could just be that. And, you know, Justin Thomas is, you know, a worldwide player. Maybe he feels that it's, that's enough. Another thing could be maybe he wasn't happy with his compensation. You know, these are the things that are hard to get to because when it's hard to ask people how much money they make right. and, and, and how you're being paid. And I don't think he would want to say that, but it's very, it's possible. I mean, that's happened many times out there. there there's so much money in golf now that a lot of the players sometimes feel, and I do not know if this is the case with Justin Thomas, so I'm not saying this, it, it, this is the reason. But these are the sorts of things that are out there. <clears throat> Some of them don't feel that the caddies deserve as big of a cut um, given how much money is out there. You know, like it, 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 if uh, Cantley gave, gives his caddy the normal 10%, um, is he giving him $1.5 million for winning, for winning the uh, FedEx Cup Tour Championship? I mean – would a million be okay? <laughs> right, you know, would right. seven fifty be okay? I mean, it's it's a lot of money, and you know, um, the reason that guys have typically been given such a big bonus for winning is because it 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 makes up for the for the down weeks. Sure, you know, there's a lot of weeks where a guy finishes fortieth or misses the cut, and the caddy, you know, he gets his stipend, which is basically to cover expenses, but he's not making any money. So, so there is a little bit of a, you know, sort of a struggle there, I think, among some guys. Now, some guys are just like, they just give the 10%. Other guys have a deal going in. They know they're going to get X percent no matter what. I wonder if maybe that was part of it. So, you know, you've got a couple of things in play there. But, I mean, you know, as far as JT picking up bones, that was a great move. You know, and they, he, he uh, you know, Jim McKay stepped in for him, for Jimmy last year when he had some health issues, and they won a tournament together in Memphis. Uh, and, you know, I've talked to Bones before, and it's very obvious for the right, for the right guy, he, he, he'd probably jump back in. He really kind of missed it, you know. So uh, it's our loss because he's been great on TV, although Fantastic. he's still going to do, 
He's still going to do some, but obviously not as much. Uh, all right, Bob, before I let you go, I always ask this every time we talk. Uh, any update and when we, we might actually hear uh, or see Tiger Woods, or is it are we still going to wait for his tournament? Yeah, I think that's the next line to, to, to cross. Will he show up at his own tournament in the Bahamas, uh, which is roughly two months from now? And, um, you know, the, just there's been no official updates. I mean, Stricker gave us one a couple weeks ago, which sounded positive that, you know, Tiger was working on his health and his fitness and he's, you know, it's coming along well. He wants to play golf again, you know, but how, what do you, how, how much do you take from that? I mean, I guess it'd be easy to say he wants to play golf again. Of course he does. You know, um, th- does that really mean though, that he feels confident that he can come back? You know, we, we've just not really heard. Um, and as we all know, those injuries were incredibly, you know, um, you know, they were, they were very, very bad. And the right foot apparently is the issue. You know, is he going to get the flexibility and mobility back in that foot properly to be able to walk, you know, let alone swing a club and do all the other stuff. So I wish I knew more. I mean, I think we're all, you know, sort of like you know, a little, a little curious as to why they, he's not updated people on how he's doing. And, uh, you know, that leads to conjecture and we really don't know. Uh, it might just be that he wants to, you know, surprise us, you know, and, you know, next spring he's hitting balls and, we, and we're seeing it. But uh, it's easy to go the other way, too, and wonder if there's no news. Is it bad news? Uh, and before I let you go, Bob, uh, just real quickly, he won again last week, um, Sanderson Farms, and I, I love this guy's game. Sam Burns is a rising star, is he not, on the PGA Tour? Yeah, I believe he is. I mean, he's sort of been percolating below the surface leading into this year. Um, he was a guy, I remember it distinctly that in 2018 when Tiger came back yes. and, and they played together yeah. at the Honda in the final round and Sam Burns beat him. You know, and Tiger finished like 12th that week. You know, uh, I mean, Tiger had a good tournament. It was, you know, one of his first tournaments back and, you know, Burns, Burns had the ice break. You know, Tiger would have had to have Googled him. He wouldn't right. have known who he was. Right. And and Burns had the nice icebreaker off the first tee when he said, kind of funny how all these people showed up to watch me play, isn't it? And Tiger got a big kick out of that. And, you know, so, and, and now, you know, it's resulted now this year, he's finally broke through with a couple of wins. You know, he was sort of a, a sleeper for a Ryder Cup pick. And now he's top 20 in the world, great ball striker, solid hitter. You know, that's always a good sign. It means you can play the tough courses and, you know, he's another guy to throw into the mix for those future Ryder Cup teams. I wouldn't be surprised if he's part of them as well. Hey, Bob, always a pleasure talking to you. Your knowledge is unbelievable. Uh, thanks for joining us again on the Golf Club. Happy to do it. Thank you.